What's up, Roller Agenda listeners? It's Keith London coming to you guys with another segment. <clears throat> you know, it's coming to the end of the year. People are breaking their birds up. Um, thinking about their pairs and maintenance for next year, 2021. But this is this, this is going to happen every year while you have pigeons. At the end of the year, you're going to evaluate your bird and see how you can improve on them. So, this is the way you should be thinking. Take your time and assess 2020. See how you did, how well you did, how bad you did, and try to figure out what could have made it better. Now, there's the problem with this, which is crazy. Basically, the, the year you had this year, what can you do to ensure that the downfalls you had won't happen again next year? The only ones you have no control over are the birds of prey and weather or just shit just happening. So let's go into more detail about the performance. Since this is a performance sport, a performance breed, that's what we got to be um, paying attention to. We got to be focusing on performance. Or a lack of, okay. So, what did Joe Burrs really, really do in 2020? Or let's just say this year. Because next year, 2021, you'll be seeing the same thing at this time. So, I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you my thing. Because I don't know what you guys went through. This year, I probably raised more quality spinners that were good enough for a competition than I've raised in a long time. Despite the fact of me losing so many to the birds of prey, 30, 30 confirmed catches by the Falcons, one confirmed catch by the Cooper. Out of those 30 that were caught, 14 to 15 were actually Coming into the spinning real nice or, or already spinning real nice. And that's just 2020s. That's not counting the 19s. The 2019 birds that I lost from the, to the Falcons this year. That, that was fluke bred last year. And it's about eight. It's about 12 of those. 10, 12 of those. So let's put that, get that out the way. Okay, we, we, we just discussed that. Let's move on from that. What I can do is take the pairs that I was trying like birds I was doing a little second chance not second chance a first chance to see if they really did up to, um, to uh, earn a spot in, um, in the law from the breeding program X all those out all the ones that didn't produce at a high level are gone or are leaving and there are birds that are no produce at a high level that are coming back in. And even some of the ones that produce at a high level that I think it may take me any further are actually leaving as well. So now you got the new birds that's coming, that brought in. The ones that flew last year and this year. 30 solid stock. There's two hens. Is it two hens? One, two, three hens. I think one or two cocks. Two cocks. They were bred and flown. Bred last year and flown last year and partial this year. Now, 
I believe in my birth, so I won't. Um, it's not, it's not going to be an experiment. I already know they're going to spin. The thing is, to what degree? Frequency, depth, so forth. So I'm going to fill off with everything that's been working, the combinations that work, and that's what I'm working on. To increase the percentages and number of pairs that can produce those high percentages. That's my thing I got to do. Getting the birds up is no problem. Um, I just got to just start getting them up. I, I came across a system that works quicker. I get them up faster. Well, I already, I already knew the system, but I, I, I wouldn't follow, follow my own system to a T. <clears throat> but I've been following the last few months. Okay. So, the thing is, more pairs, I got to put up more pairs. Not more pairs as far as numbers, but more pairs that can produce at a high percentage versus birds I tried out to give them a, their last hoorah. They're done. Some birds that actually were good producers are already gone and already gone. You gotta do this to keep moving forward. Uh, I've tried a bird, I bring in a bird, a bird or two from a source that I like. I like the birds. Mm. I'm gonna try those out. I got two of those down right. Well, I got one down right now. So I can read the last, the last little part to add to the last little kit. That's it, not a lot. Just, I'm gonna go one round and try to get him in the kit that's already flying. And to get his bird some practice or some experience reading. So that's gonna test. Gonna be killing two birds with one stone. Anyway. So what should you do? First of all, evaluate your birds to where, where you think you could do better at. And the cool thing about it, most is it's so crazy how many how many dudes or how many bird people are actually so delusional about their pigeons. It's so many. They just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And expect something to change. That's crazy to me. Now, some of these guys have some really nice birds, right? But still, they need to do something a little bit different to get different results. You can't get different different results doing the same thing. And I keep trying to tell people that. You can't keep adding water and sugar and expect to get something else. It's still going to be sugar water. Sugar water and water with sugar, same thing, however you say it. If you want a different flavor, something different happens, you got to do something different. That don't mean going out and bring in something different. That means rearrange your pairs differently. You got to know which birds are good for what. The problem is I hear people talk about, oh, this bird throw, well, he throw some bird, he throw this, he throw that. But then you fly your kids and you don't see shit. So what are these birds, that, where are all these birds, these birds, where are all these birds that the guys say they throw? Where are they? They don't show up. So, so what do you do? Why are they not showing up? inconsistency so when I take the bird that give you the most consistency and put the bird to give you the most spin so you get some consistent spinners I mean that's how you got to think it's crazy sometimes I feel like I'm the only one be thinking some way some kind of ways uh, and these dudes don't think their birds can get better they think the way they are is going to win it if you flying birds here in Southern California, I don't know about everywhere else. And your best fly is 400. 
And since you scored that 400, you barely scratched the surface of that 400 again. Something's wrong. Once you scored that 400, you be t- from the time you scored that 400, somewhere along the line, you should have scored 500 or 600, period. And everybody who say, and everybody not getting hit by Hawks and Falcons the same way. They not. Some guys get hit worse. I can understand their dilemma. It's, I understand that. But some guys are not. Some guys are still flying to this day and still barely getting hit. And haven't really got hit all summer. So right now they should have two or three kids actually really getting busy right now. First of all, they don't understand the genetic, genetic makeup of their own birds. That's, that's a fact. That's a given. I know they don't. They don't say they do, but I know they don't. If you understand, simple facts, simple. Let me just break it down real simple for you. Okay. You got, since most guys got Jerry Higgins or Norm Reed birds out here, most. Jerry Higgins birds go back to Norm Reed birds, Period. Right? Jerry did something different to get him to where he wanted. Norm Reed birds are the same blood as the Jerry Higgins birds, but with something else added. That addition made the birds a little stronger and a little stiffer. So, with that being said, you should know that. And know that when you use, when you breed your pigeons, you should only bring in the hard workers, not just the best sprinters. See, the best player to me is the bird that can do it over and over and over and over. Not the bird that can spin. That's a 10 as far as quality, quality. But he only do it twice, two or three times a fly, 20 minutes. That's not a, that's not a good spin. He's a, that's not a good spinner to me. He's a good spin, a good spinner, but not a good performer. A performer gonna give it to you over and over and over. And those are the ones you gotta thrive for. The ones that bring it, that bring it. They keep make the birds so when that kick pause, they gotta go. They're not resisting, they, they release them. You gotta find the birds that can give you that trait. You gotta lock that trait in, especially if you're flying competition. You need to lock that trait in. And dudes are not locking their trait in. I don't know if they don't know how to select it, or they don't know what. My thing is, I think they don't know which birds are responsible for that trait. So he's talking about have the guy listen to this thing, try either want to make, make them a family of good performing rollers or they're trying to learn how to be competitive in kid competition. To me, the both should go together. Now, just because you, you don't fly in kid competition don't mean your birds can't be, can't be bred for kid competition. Think about what kid competition birds do. And this will help you with your breeding moving forward. Kid competition birds are, are designed or should be designed to roll over and over and over and over together. Who don't want that? Whether they're 40 feet or 10 feet or 50 feet. Who don't want to see 50 birds rolling together on, on the break? Who don't want to see that? Who wants to fly 25, 30 birds and see one or two birds rolling? Wait, wait five minutes and see another two birds rolling. Wait two or three minutes and see another bird rolling. Wait 30 seconds to see another bird. Who, who wants to see that? Nobody really, really wants to see that. People say they want to see it only because that's what they have. Ain't nothing like seeing 10, 15 birds busting out there 30, 40 feet with nice quality and speed together. Ain't nothing like it. 
If you're saying you don't like that, you're lying to yourself. Even if you're not in kick competition, that's a beautiful sight. I don't care who you are. I don't care what. And if you like 100 footers, picture 100 footers. Picture six or seven birds going 100 feet together. Stop. And work their way back up to the kick. Only to fly and do it again. Come on, man. Let's be real. Okay, now let's get back on track. I'm going to get back on track now. I was like, okay, we're trying to get our birds ready for the next year. Where did we fail? Homing instinct, you lost a lot of birds. That could be your fault. Sometimes that bird that always make it back, no matter what, even though he's just a mm, average roller, bring him in for that trait. You just got to take that average roller and put it to one of your superstar rollers, producers. Your superstar producer. Fly babies. I guarantee you're going to get some more babies that's close to being superstars, but that's going to have the homing instinct. You understand when the bird been around two seasons and it can perform good, there's a reason why that bird been around two seasons. It knows it knows how to get back home, period. No matter where they go. Now, the next thing is, oh man, my birds went flat on fly day. And, I mean, what good are birds you can't what good are birds you can't get to perform at their best on fly day? Even if they just perform regular, it still should be a good fly. Think about it. Your birds actually busting every day. Why do you go flat on fly day? I mean, they may not perform their best on fly day, but they still should perform. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you got to think. You got to picking them, bringing them birds that want to perform, that want to roll all the time. Even if you got birds, if, even if you, like, if you got super fast birds, bringing the fast ones that roll all the time. Period. I guarantee you'll do better. Start thinking about the parents of those birds. Think about the parents of the birds that, that don't kick. One of them parents, or both of them parents, has got that trait in there. And you got to figure out which one it is and shake it and get rid of it. Period. But some dudes hold on to it. Oh, they throw some fast birds. Okay. You'll keep breeding them fast birds that, 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 that you don't on fly day. And then you're gonna, you'll see. You're going to be like, man, this happened on fly day. Birds haven't really been doing that. Yeah, but technically, the trait is, genetically, the trait is there. So, I mean, I breed birds that going out the kit. But I'm going to try to breed, I'm going to make sure I'm going to print them the same birds as somebody else. And whichever one throw that same trait is out. No matter how good the spinners they throw, it don't matter. They can't steal my kit. They're not worthy of being in my loft, period. And that's what you guys got to think. What happened? What happened? What happened? Why he didn't do this? Why he didn't do that? Think about it. You know the answer. But because this is your favorite bird or bird you like, you won't get rid of it. Or you won't get rid of them. I don't say I don't think you have to always bring in birds. I just think sometimes you gotta switch the maintenance. You gotta figure out which bird is good for what. Half these dudes don't know which birds, what birds in office is good for what. And I, 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 that's what I pride myself in doing. Every bird got a responsibility. This is to, to maintain or improve. Period. That's all they, my birds, that's they gotta be able to do that. They gotta be able to maintain or improve. Period. 
all you guys got to start thinking like that. Now, it's, it's crazy because I bet you there's people right now that should be listening to this and should be trying to learn from this, but they, they, they got some dudes got these little fucked up ass egos. I don't need to listen. You're right. You probably don't. That's why your ass can't do shit either. That's why you're always scoring 30 points, 40 points, 20 points. That's why you're always doing it too. That's why I'm looking, looking forward to flying. I'm looking forward to it. But I heard a lot of scores this year. I heard a lot, a lot of scores. I heard people getting by the Hawks, Falcons. I hear that. And I heard some people flew all year and wasn't really getting hit. They never got really hit too much. Got hit, but not that much. Some of these breed so many pigeons. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm watching. I'm listening and watching. This, this, I can't listen to what they're saying. I'm listening to you. Listen to you know the scores, uh, what people are trying to do, like that. And like I told them before, I can always say, I always say this. People said, if the Hawks and Falcons here, I'll do better. Yeah, the thing is about that is, this is the thing. The people that are doing really good or that have done real good, if the Hawks and Falcons weren't hitting them, they'd even do better. That's you got to look at that too. Now, he's not getting hit either. So it's two or 300 points he's scoring now. He's not getting hit now, so now he probably go to five or six. Whereas you haven't even busted 100 yet. So, so you might get to 150, 200, and then it'll go to 600. Now what? Take the Hawks and Falcons away. Right now, just think about it. Your best kit. You ain't gotta tell me the answer. You ain't gotta tell about the answer. Think about it. What could they really have done? Really. Keep your ego. Don't boost. Don't let your ego boost the score up. Just think. Be thinking within yourself. To yourself, nobody know. So you ain't gotta lie to yourself. What could your kid really have done had they not? been getting hit and the birds that they took that were spinning would, would they actually be really be good birds still at this time of year would they still be good would they be good as holdovers would they make it to the, through the holdover think about that if you lock them up for five months and put them back out do you think they'll still be good or do you think they'll come out bump and hurt themselves and maybe kill themselves all that you gotta think about you gotta think about all that you flying competition. Some people birds get hot when they locked up. Some people birds get stiffer when they locked up. Which birds are yours? What do your birds do? Oh, you don't know, huh? Because you never really did it. So that's a whole new conversation right there. You don't even know. So you got to think about that too. So... How good are, are they really? Ask yourself. Only you know, really know that. Ask yourself this and be honest with yourself. Ask yourself this. If I had to fly against somebody that just wore a thousand points, would I be able to compete with that? Honestly. If you answer no, you need to do something different. Be honest with yourself. You thinking, hell no, my birds can't score a thousand points. 
But your ass didn't start getting busy doing something different. See, different don't necessarily mean bringing in birds. It means just doing something different. Make that red check bash cock on that little spangle hen. Or that blue check cock on that little, on that little red grizzle hen. Make the, I mean, they're saying you got to switch, switch some shit around. But, oh, it's hard because you don't know what each bird is responsible for. Which birds do what? Which birds are the birds? If, if something that's hot, what bird you take it to to slow it down? Not to slow it down, but to, to make it safe. Or make it more stable. Stiff don't mean stable. Stiff means stiff. Stable means a bird that can roll 30, 40, 30, 40 feet when it's safe and come down low and roll 10, 15 feet when it's low or not roll at all. Stiff is a bird that's going to be stiff and don't roll no matter what you do. Unless you st- you got to do tricks to get them to perform. Feed tricks to get them to perform. You got to trick them into performing. I don't want birds like that and you shouldn't either. So who, who's responsible for your debt? Which bird is responsible for the debt? And which bird is responsible for making sure that debt don't get too excessive when the birds start rolling down? Which birds, which birds are, are pairs responsible for all your speed? Now, at the same time, everything I'm saying now about every every aspect, freak depth, speed, stability, regularity should always be in there. Style should never suffer. Quality should never suffer. And regularity should never suffer. You got to keep the regularity going to be able to compete. And keep the quality up. What bird got the fault of throwing birds that occasionally one, one, maybe one out of five don't kick? Which bird is responsible for that? And, and the birds that don't kick, which ones do you don't kick? It's the white ones, the red ones, the cocks, the hens, anything in the self, anything with a lot of white. I mean, you got to figure that kind of stuff out. Oh, and they throw these birds, they come out hot. And they throw these birds, they don't. So how can you, how you can make it so that when you get them hot ones, what do you put it to to balance it out? Oh, you see, a lot of people don't know none of that. You feel going to lost If I need depth, I got, I got to use, I got to make sure more of this is in there. Every every pair can throw some depth, but if I want a, a consistency in depth, I need to use this bird or, or this cock on this hand to give me some deep birds to put to the other birds to make them deep. Now remember, you can also make everything you want or you need for next year. You can see that's the kind of stuff you, you should do in the off season. You know, certain pairs give you certain birds that you might need. So can I put this pair together to make birds for depth so I can breed them in the, in the following season or at the end of next season? You gotta know that. That's research. That's the real homework right there. And then you guys getting birds from somebody that's 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 the same as you. I mean, that's in the same boat you're in. Don't know their birds, figuring out their birds too. I, I, I listen to people. I listen to birds. They buy there's lines of lines of birds, family birds. They acquire. I'm like, why are they getting those? Those birds they ain't proven to do nothing. I mean, they, I mean, I ain't saying they don't roll. I'm saying they ain't proven to win nothing. So you're gonna be in the same boat that person in. I mean, why are you getting them birds? I ain't saying they bad, but why are you getting them? It gotta be a purpose. Like I got a bird from high depth. 
And the purpose of me getting that bird is to try to sustain a certain trait without me having to keep breeding for it. I want to come in and do the same thing and see if it can do the same thing. As the other birds I brought in to do a specific thing. But as she matures, I'm seeing she's showing a little heat in her eye. Well, I may have stability problems, but I won't know until I fly her because it's something that's new. I bring another bird from somebody else. I didn't, I didn't go purposely try to bring it in, but I commented on it and I got it. But for the regularity and kid sensitivity. Ready to my birds? Yeah, it's a, it's a Jack and that base bird. My birds got the Jack and that stuff in them, so it's not exactly a way out cross. I don't know what part of Jack and that lavender, laser, black rain, rusty blood. I don't know which one it is. Oh, and the rusty bird, rusty was not a Jack and that bird, it was a pencil bird, pencil base bird that they use to make the, the, the jackanet birds or some of the jackanet birds so so you guys you guys are getting it right so you're getting it right then you got the guys that's just starting out that's trying to add this trying a lot of different things which is good when you're starting out you're still going to sell down decide okay these come out pretty good I'll make more of these for next year. So now you got some guaranteed birds or a bird that got a better chance to produce more birds in the air that's good. Then you find another pair. Okay, I got another pair, another pair, another pair. You get your stud built up. You might say, you know what? My birds are good, but I need this. Go get it. If somebody, if you know, if you know exactly what you need, watch people birds. Go look at them a few times and say, okay, I need I need one of those. <clears throat> and you gotta keep doing that if you're trying to compete. If you're not competing, a lot of the stuff I'm saying don't really matter. But like I said, who don't wanna see five, 10, 15 birds going at the same time with good quality and style? Who don't wanna see that? If you're saying you don't wanna see that, you're lying. You are lying to yourself and you're trying to lie to me. Or you're lying to yourself you're not talking to me, so you're lying to yourself. And that's the one person you should never, you can never lie to yourself. You can't lie to yourself. Yourself, you already know the truth. You, you keep telling yourself that for whatever crazy ass reason, I don't know. But you guys got an idea, right? How to move forward, right? Try to figure out what every bird's worth is, what they're responsible for. Most times, if you take the same bird, put it on two different birds, and that same trait pop up, that's what it. That's his trait. Sometimes it's that easy to figure out. But you do have to figure it out if you're gonna get better. There are a lot of guys that can tell you a lot of different stuff about birds. Some dudes have got it by the roll. Some dudes got it by the roll, plus other things, whatever it may be. Pedigree. Pedigree is only good if you understand the, the birds. The first, after the bird in question, is the two 
Like two, four, eight birds behind it. You know what I'm saying? So, once you figure that out, those birds out, it's easy to breed the bird in question, the bird you're talking about. So it's like one, so it's two generations behind that bird. I mean, that bird, parents, and its parents, and their parents. Once you figure out all them birds are responsible for it and why they were together, or get to try to get an idea, what's hard to figure out now, because a lot of people that bred a lot of birds are not with us. You know what I'm reading? I was... Jerry Higgins still with us? I don't even think Jerry Higgins is even with us. I'm not even sure at all. I'm not sure, so I can't say def- definitely, indefinite, but I'm, I don't think he is. But anyway, so you can't talk to him. You can talk to Johnny Smith. You can talk to Robert Parker. You can't talk to Norwood, but you can talk to Donnie. I mean, some people you can talk to, and they can pretty much tell you why they did certain matings. And some dudes will tell you the information, some dudes won't. They might try to write your pedigree, but they won't explain it. And, and they don't put stuff on the pedigree. They don't put stuff like this bird was good, but when in the first when they first did a little bit bumped a few times, they're gonna put that on there. They're gonna put, oh, when they first flew, they didn't kid at first. Anything negative, they will not put on the pedigree. Or how they produce. They produce anything negative, they ain't gonna put on negative, they're not gonna put on the pedigree. So they only gonna put on the pedigree the good stuff. People ask me about the bird, why I'm getting rid of it. I tell them exactly why I'm getting rid of it. That's why. I tell them exactly why. So, with that being said, I think I'm going to end this, this episode right now. So, remember, select, pre, fly, select again, and repeat. Keep Thunder Roll Agenda out.